Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the Get a Little Weird podcast. It's been a while. My name's Nate Murray. Uh, it is uh, December first, which is absolutely insane. Uh, this, I don't know. This is a really weird time in my life. Um, all of the days are going faster. Um, the months have just gone by in the year 2020, um, as I assume, uh, I assume that's the case for everyone else. Um, so, I, I wanted to, I wanted to do this episode, um, and then all of a sudden I didn't, but I knew I made that Instagram post, so I'm obligated to do this episode, but I'm, I'm really... I I'm I'm getting it I'm getting the edge back. I kind of I kind of want to do it now again. But uh so so things have definitely been changing. Um I accepted a uh job at another company. And so uh two three days from now is my last day at uh, Paragon Casket in Richmond. Um, I will no longer uh, be, I guess, assisting building caskets. I don't really build them, but I just put things uh, like mechanisms in them. And uh, I don't have to explain it because I'm almost, that's not, it's almost not going to be my job anymore. But I've accepted a sanitation sanitation position at Dot Foods in Cambridge City. It's a food warehouse. Uh, it's a really, really sweet place. Really awesome people. Um, at least that I've met so far. So, um, But yeah. So if anybody didn't know that already, um, now you know. Um, if I've been like ghosting you on chat or... Or, like, not calling you like I normally do. That's probably why. Um, just because I've been emailing people like crazy. I I spent six or seven weeks in the hiring process. Probably even longer than that. Um, I'm just not counting some downtime in between where stuff just wasn't getting done. Um, I had a little snafu... I guess you would call it, um, it's just a fun word, I guess, but I, I just had a little issue with, um, so I went in and got a, like, a physical, um, and they also wanted to do a physical abilities test, but I, well, they also call it a PAT, um, but I didn't, um, I have two heart conditions, um, Wolf Parkinson's white and Epstein's, Epstein's anomaly, 
which uh, Wolf Parkinson's White is um, just a murmur. Uh, like, it's a really bad murmur, though. Um, and Epstein's Anomaly is actually a, um, a, like, malformed valve in my heart. Um, and I had a cardiac ablation in 2012 that fixed the murmur, but did not fix the valve entirely. Um, the valve can only be fixed with op open heart surgery, which out of pocket cost is going to be about eighty eighty thousand dollars, uh, which I don't have. So I have not decided to um, take that surgery. Um, and plus, there's a risk. There's a risk in everything, and I'd rather take the risk of of dying naturally because of my heart being bad than dying under the knife. Um, it's a pretty lame way to die. Dying and then leaving my wife with, uh, with debt would be terrible. So, uh, anyways, so I got the cardiac, the double cardiac ablation in 2012. Um, and I was cleared for work, even though I didn't work at the time. Um, so I, I'm at this physical the other day, I get the physical, um, and it's this whole deal, and then I get to the end of the physical, and the nurse practitioner is like, oh, well, um, we, well, I, because it was just him, he said, I've decided to not go through with your PAT, until your cardiologist can sign off. And uh, so I immediately, not immediately, but when I got home, or on the way home, I called the uh, Children's Hospital uh, Records Department. And I said, hang on. I've got this paperwork from the nurse practitioner. I'm going to scan it with my iPhone. I'm going to email it to you. Can you can you verify the information and then send the uh the documents that are listed on this on this document that I'm sending you? Can you send those medical documents to the nurse practitioner? And it probably took 6 days of waiting on them and calling and 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 saying, look, this is like, this isn't life or death, but this is my livelihood that you're playing with. Like, get, get the stuff done. All you have to do is fax a paper. <laughs> Can't you do it? Finally, they did it. I got in, let's see, last Tuesday, I think. And got, uh, yeah, it was last Tuesday because it was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Um, and I, I got my PAT done. Um, and now I am uh, going to officially start on Monday, which is the 7th of December. I'm super excited. Um, it was kind of, a, it was like, honestly, it's the longest I've had to wait um, and and. Not just wait, but work work at getting a job. I 
I had a Zoom interview. I had a real-life interview. I had a, a walkthrough. I had the physical and the PAT and everything. Um, it was a very long process, but it was totally worth the wait. Um, I'm just glad to have kind of gone on to the next uh, chapter of my life, I guess, of my work life. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm leaving a job I've been at for for four years now, uh, just a little bit over, I think, actually, yeah, like, four years and, like, five days today, so, um, that's big, that's the longest job I'd ever, I've ever had, um, the second longest job was Miami, and, uh, that was two years, two months, two weeks, and two days, so, uh, yeah, well, um, let's see, so yeah, that's just what's been up with me, like I said, I apologize if I've ghosted anybody, it's just been, uh, going to work, and, you know, doing, doing stuff for the new job, and then, besides that, you know, just hanging out here at the house, and, and having some free time here at the house, uh, we got uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and uh, it, it, it has eaten up some of our time. Uh, not mine as much as it has Stephanie's. I know she spends probably four times longer on there than I do. Uh, but that's because she has the free time to do it. Um, and I, um, admittedly, I fall asleep during it. <laughs> like, tonight I... I fell asleep four or five times, uh, so much so that I, when I woke up, when I pulled my head off my chest, I actually didn't even know what I was doing in the game, and I was far away from where I was standing originally on the island, um, I had fallen asleep and I guess sleepwalked in the game, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, A, a reason, that was a reason I wanted to, uh, to do this episode. The other reason would be I wanted to talk about a kind of a cool, um, I don't know, kind of a cool, uh, article I saw. Uh, 2020's been kind of weird, everybody knows that, um... You know, a big thing is conspiracy theory just kind of absolutely blew up in 2020. Um, people who had never believed a conspiracy theory before uh, latched onto multiple conspiracy theories, including uh, including the QAnon stuff, which I don't know. With how easily it died off recently, um, I'm not actually sure any of it was, was true. <laughs> um, I know I had believed, believed at least some of it, um, <coughs> oh, excuse me, gosh, um, I know, I know I had believed some of it. Um, 
when, okay, for instance, like, are there, are there groups of elite people who are, who are pretty much stealing children? Yeah, probably. Um, is, do demons or Satan or, or, or evil stuff have something to do with it? Yeah, of course. Uh, I just don't believe every little tiny thing, um, which I think is a good thing. I think, I think I got too in deep with, with that stuff there for a second. Uh, I let it cloud my worldview. Um, and, uh, if Brad is listening to this, that is kind of, uh, that's kind of due to Brad. He's kind of who pulled me away from it. Uh, he quoted something from the Bible when I was talking to him about conspiracy, um, like five months ago when we hung out. And, uh, I think what he quoted to me took a while to sink in, but I think eventually it did sink in. I'm, I don't think it, I know it did sink in. Uh, it just took a while to, but, uh, like I said, if you're listening, Brad, thank you. If you're not, somebody else tell Brad I said thanks. Um, but yeah, so this, I don't know, I guess this falls under conspiracy. There's not, it's not out, it's not outright a conspiracy, but as I discussed it with a friend today at work, he kind of, you know, did the whole, you know, pulling a little bit on his beard thing, and he said, uh, you know, it, it doesn't sound so, so, you know, clean cut, there's, there's something behind it, uh, it, in his words, uh, that sounds like a cover-up to me. So, uh, so, I, somebody probably heard, but, like, I guess, like, ten days ago or something, there was this thing that showed up in the, in the mountains in Utah, um, or a desert or something, um, it's like this big, what they call a monolith, but it's this, like, big piece of, like, this big hunk of metal. Um, and it's, like, I don't know, perfectly like a rectangle or something. I'm looking at a picture of it. It's not like, it's like an artsy photo, so it's not like a, it's not a great, it's not, like, it's not a great way to see it, to know what it is. I'm just going to read this article from the New York Times.com. It's really quick. And what I really find interesting is I thought that the New York Times was this, like, maybe political news newspaper or news magazine, and I don't know which it is, but I thought it was this, like, really political thing, and it was about the, you know, the NASDAQ and the stock prices and... And about which which bagel goes best with which coffee drink. Um, but the things I've read from the New York Times um, have all been stuff I found in a Google search. 
and they well, when I when I will Google search things uh, and look for articles, they they write they write about some pretty uh, I don't know some pretty out there stuff, which this is one of those things I wouldn't think they would cover. Um, another thing from the beginning, uh, right? That uh, probably the around July-ish or something, I actually had wanted to make a episode about, and I didn't, um, was about, uh, I don't know if it was, like, the Air Force put, yeah, it was, like, the Air Force putting out those tapes of the, uh, the videotapes of the, uh, um, UFOs, so, <clears throat> sorry, guys, I'm just... This is being filmed in our bedroom, or recorded in our bedroom, and I'm just uncomfortable right now. So, uh, sorry for the grunts and just uncomfortable sounds. Trying to get repositioned. Alright, so let me start reading this before people lose their uh, interest. Alright. The headline reads, Earthlings, it seems, not aliens, removed the Utah monolith. Uh, I'm not going to read the little subtitle because that gives it a bunch away. So, this was written today. Um, it says it was updated today. So, uh, a couple, just a couple minutes ago, so... This should be interesting. Let's see. It was, by most standards, a short stay. The pop-up metal monolith that became the focus of international attention after it was spotted in a remote section of the Utah desert on November 18th was dismantled just 10 days later. On Tuesday, a local outdoorsman with a penchant for stunts claimed credit on social media for the sculpture's removal. The office of the San Juan County Sheriff at first announced that it was declining to investigate the case in the absence of complaints about missing property. To underscore that point, it uploaded a most wanted poster, in quotation, on its website, or rather a jokey version of one in which the faces of suspects were replaced by nine big-eyed aliens. But by the end of Monday... The sheriff's office had reversed its position and announced that it was planning a joint investigation with the Bureau of Land Management, a federal agency. It was left to an adventure photographer, Ross Bernards, to disclose evidence on Instagram. Mr. Bernards, 34, of Edwards, Colorado, was visiting the monolith on Friday night when he said four men arrived at... As... Oh, sorry... He was visiting the monolith on Friday night when he said four men arrived as if out of nowhere to dismantle the sculpture. Mr. Bernards had driven six hours for the chance to ogle the sculpture and to take dramatic photographs of it. Using upscale loom cube lights attached to a drone, he produced a series of glowy, moonlit pictures in which the monolith glistens against the red cliffs and the deep blue of the night sky. Suddenly, around 8.40 p.m., he said, the men arrived. 
their voices echoing in the canyon, working in twosomes with an unex working in twosomes with an unmistakable sense of purpose, they gave the monolith hard shoves and it started to tilt toward the ground. Then they pushed it in the opposite direction, trying to uproot it. This is why you don't leave trash in the desert, one of them said, suggesting that he viewed the monolith as an eyesore, a pollutant to the landscape, according to Mr. Bernard's. The sculpture popped out and landed on the ground with a bang. Then the men broke it apart and ferried it off in a wheelbarrow. As they walked off with the pieces, one of them said, Leave no trace. Mr. Bernard's recalled in a telephone interview. Alright, and then there's some pictures of the guys working. And it looks like they're like military grade dudes. Like all black. They got headlamps on. Well, it looks like the one dude. The pictures are like really blurry because I think it will say it later in the article. But they were like, don't take freaking pictures of us. But then the one dude that was with this Bernard's dude did take some pictures. And that's why they're super blurry. Because he was probably shooting from the shooting from the hip. Uh, says, he did not photograph the men who took down the sculpture saying, he didn't want to start a confrontation by bringing out my camera and putting it in their face. Especially since I agreed with what they were doing. But a friend who accompanied accompanied him on the trip, Michael James Newlands, 38, of Denver, Denver, Colorado, took a few quick photographs with his cell phone. It must have been 10 or 15 minutes at most for them to knock over the monolith and pull it out, he told the New York Times. We didn't know who they were, and we were not going to do anything to stop them, he added. They just came in there to execute, and they were like, this is our mission. The photos are blurry, but they fascinate nonetheless. Here are images of several men working beneath the cover of darkness, wearing gloves but not face, face masks, standing above the fallen monolith. We can see its exposed insides. It turns out to be a hollow structure with an armature made from plywood. The photographs are the only known images of the culprits who moved the sculpture. They might they may not have been the first darn it. They may not have been the same people who installed it in the first place. On Tuesday, a professional sportsman, Andy L. Lewis, took credit for the sculpture's disappearance, posting a video on his Facebook page. Okay, so this is the thing that I have not uh this is the thing that I have not read. This is from the update from, from 651 tonight. Uh, okay, he took credit for the sculpture disappearance, posting a video on his Facebook page. Mr. Lewis from nearby Moab, Utah, is a 34-year-old slackline performer who specializes in high-altitude stunts and brought his sport to Madonna's 2012 Super Bowl halftime show. The video that he posted consists of a short, shadowy clip with jumpy footage in which the monolith, lying in a wheelbarrow, is hastily ferried away from the site. The safe word is run, one man says, as his headlamp illuminates the fallen sculpture. Accounts of Mr. Lewis's past stunts suggest that he seeks the spotlight, 
2013, the Mirror, the Mirror, the British tabloid, ran a photograph of him balanced precariously on a high rope without any clothes. Mr. Lewis pleaded guilty in 2014 to interfering in a base jumping investigation at Arches Natural National Park. He received a fine and 18 months probation, during which time he was prohibited from entering a national forest. Another Moab resident, Sylvan Christensen, said he too was part of the dismantling of the monolith. In a statement on Tuesday evening, he explained that the group removed the Utah monolith because there are clear precedents, precedents for how we share and standardize the use of our public lands, natural wild, wildlife, native plants, fresh water sources, and human impacts upon them. He went on to suggest that the area, especially during a pandemic, was imperiled by the increasing number of visitors and by the internet sensationalism surrounding the monolith. People ride by car, by bus, by van, helicopter, planes, trains, motorcycles, and e-bikes, he said. Who knows what an e-bike is? Asked whether they were focusing on any suspects, Alan Freestone, chief deputy with the San Juan County Sheriff's Office, said on Tuesday that the sheriff had met earlier in the day with a law enforcement ranger from the Bureau of Land Management assigned to the monolith case. I know they have some leads, and that's all we are saying right now. Artists have been casually speculating that whoever put the sculpture up probably had taken it down once it was discovered. As if aspiring to be anonymous artist activists, the Banksy of the desert. Uh, which is not true, considering that the people who took it down said that they took it down, and now we know. But this is the old part of the article that I'm reading now. But I also don't buy those guys deal because nobody cares about the desert that much maybe they do who knows but art world speculation has not yielded too many facts initially the monolith was linked to john mccracken a california-born artist who died in 2011 and harbored a taste for science fiction david zwerner the new york art dealer who represents the artist estate and first identified the monolith as an authentic McCracken, stepped forward on Monday to tell the Times that he had studied photographs of it and no longer had any idea who, who, who had made it. Almin Rek, maybe I'm butchering it, it might be Almini Rek, who represents the artist at her galleries in Paris and Brussels, also contacted a reporter to deny that the desert monolith was a McCracken. All of this leaves us not an iota closer to solving the mystery of who created the Utah sculpture. On the plus side, the monolith that captivated the country over the past week then disappeared as quickly as it entered public consciousness continues to provide a pleasant sensation of uncertainty. Would it lose its aura and power if we knew who had created it? Okay. So... The idea is that this guy, not this guy, this thing, the monolith. All right, I talked to a friend at work, as I had said. 
and he he agreed with me that there's no there's no way to say but it seems more it seems more likely that the monolith was something extraterrestrial than than to say it was a um a piece of art someone put up in the desert like I just don't there that doesn't sound right like if I'm weighing the two things, extraterrestrial thing sounds way better. And maybe that's why I think this. Maybe I think it maybe I think it sounds more reasonable just because it sounds better than someone putting a piece of super lame, let's just say it. It's a super lame piece of artwork if if that's what it is, if it's artwork. It's a freaking rectangle made out of mirrors. Okay, but if it's like actually this thing that's like supernatural or extraterrestrial, that seems just a little bit more appealing to me because what better to round out 2020 than an alien invasion? And I don't think, now that I'm, now that I read through that whole article, I don't think the New York Times article had the other thing I was thinking about in it. So I read another article on some other website. I'm not even sure what website it was. A friend on Facebook had posted the article. That's how I even looked up the thing because it seems so ridiculous that uh that I had to so let me let me go back but I'm gonna keep talking while I go back on here to see what it was. Um I I saw it on a friend's Facebook. I clicked on the post. It wasn't on it wasn't from a site that I would trust. And so that's why I went onto the search onto Google search and typed in uh Utah Monolith and found the New York Times article because I didn't trust this other article. Let me type in this dude's name. And it should be one of the last things that he posted. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, he he posted a funny meme. Okay. The mindunleashed.com. I I'm not sure if it's, you know, a great source. But so it says monolith identical to the one found in Utah appears on hillside in Romania. And I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Like, I'm not going to go back into that article because I just, like I said, I don't know if, I think it's a real thing. Let me see, Ro Romania, let me type it in, Romania monolith. 
What's on T- TMZ and Fox News? Wait a second. Whoa. Seven hours ago, a mysterious monolith appears near ancient site in Romania. That's from Fox News. One hour ago from Fox News, mysterious monolith disappears from Romanian hillside. Let's click on it. This is insane. The Romanian monolith went viral shortly after the discovery of another monolith in a remote Utah desert grabbed international attention. Uh... Ba 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 disappeared. Local media ba 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 ba. What? Okay. Local media reported that the strange structure was removed Sunday night, but it's unclear who took it. Locals reported seeing strange lights in the area. The monolith in Romania appeared on the plateau of Botka Domne, according to Romanian news outlet ZR Piatra Nimt. The metal structure, which was between 9.8 feet, that's what I was looking for, it's between 9.8 feet and 13.1 feet tall, which is a big, <laughs> that's a big difference if it's one or the other. Um is near the ancient fortress Petrodava, the outlet said. The Romanian monolith went viral shortly after the discovery of another monolith in a remote Utah desert. It sparked plenty of speculation about what it was and how it got here. The strange structure in Utah was also removed by an unknown party. The state's Bureau of Land Management confirmed. Okay. Estimated between 10 and 12 feet high and thought to be some kind of metal, it was discovered by state wildlife employees while they were counting sheep from a helicopter. Um, yes, pe- people said the structure sparked comparisons with a similar-looking slab in Stanley Kubrick's 1968 film, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Uh, yeah. Despite attempts to keep... This is about the Utah one. Uh, They couldn't keep people away from the site. Is essentially what it says. Um, Yeah. So, nothing really about the... There's nothing really about the Romanian one. But... It says it disappeared... And that's so weird. So, I'm, obviously I'm going to be looking, (laughs) I'm going to be looking, you know, into this more. Um, I, I think it's wild. I think, I think the best thing, I think the best thing that could happen is... I think the best thing that could happen is we could all wake up and there's one of these monoliths in everybody's front yard. Um, 
we don't have much of a front yard. We kind of have like a side yard. So I'll be looking there for the next couple of days. <laughs> no. But for real, like I'm who who had access? Okay. If it's people, if it's not if it's not something supernatural, who has access to to go and put up a monolith, put up this sculpture, then take it down. So how do you get it from Utah then to Romania? I guess in what a couple days so I I don't understand I don't know if it's humans it's a bunch of really really connected humans who are possibly pranking people with the lamest prank of all time uh or something supernatural which I think is something I'm like I said I'm leaning toward just because it would be the cherry on top of uh of the poop Sunday that we uh, we call 2020. So uh, Stephanie got in the door a couple minutes ago. I was gonna just ask her like reporter style, shove the phone in her face and say, "What do you think about?" But uh, we we waited a little bit. She got some uh, some dinner made and stuff. Uh, but here she is, uh, guest appearance on the podcast. Uh, I want to know, Stephanie, what you think. Um, I had a little bit of time uh, to show you pictures, uh, show you some sources from from this. Uh, do you think it's a hoax? Uh, a, a in quotation marks prank, or do you think it's uh, something supernatural, uh, etc.? So, in my opinion, hi, by the way, everybody, um, this could go one of two ways. It's obviously nothing supernatural because I, that's just crap. Aliens aren't real. I'm sorry. Fight me. I don't care. Um, also, I've had a rough day at work, so I'm sorry if I'm rash. But um, at first, when Nate showed me the pictures and the sources, it was, you know, just Google imagery. And I was like, it's fake. It's, this is obviously fake because all the pictures are completely and totally photoshopped. I am a photographer on the side. I would know what I'm talking about with that. Um, and then we were able to discover some pictures that didn't actually look fake and then some credible news sources, ABC4, and um, so on and so forth. And it, I do believe it to be something that is a real structure. However, it could go one of two ways, as, as I already stated. It's either, you know, a prank in the way of somebody is continuing to build this statue in different locations to make people think that it's something supernatural. Like, hey, I'm going to do this, you know, in the middle of the night or, you know, no one's ever going to see me. And then I'm going to do it in a completely random location, far, far away. The same thing. They're going to think, Oh my gosh, it's aliens. No. So that's my first opinion. My second opinion is it could be some sort of a movement that, that is only known by an art group. So I think it could be an art an art group 
um, people who are into um, architectural art. I think that's how you say it. Um, statues and things like that. And it's supposed to stand for something, but it's only known within their movement what it stands for. And so they're building it in the locations where their people are or they travel and they build it in those locations. And anytime someone takes it down, they're going to build it in a different location completely far away from the, you know, the first or the second or the third location. Um, that is what I'm leaning more towards because it seems to be what makes sense. And I've seen things like this in the past where art movements, you know, put something up, it gets taken down and they put it up in a completely random location based on where their, uh, their group is held. So that's, that's what I think it is. So the New York Times said uh, it was like almost, uh, if, if that was the angle, uh, it would almost be like Banks, Banksy-esque. Exactly. Banksy. Oh, yes. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was talking about past art movements. Banksy's is definitely, um, definitely one that I thought of. Do I think it's, you know, anything that's connected to Banksy? No. But, um... Well, no, because he doesn't do stupid cube art. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm, I just mean his movement. Well, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I think it is. I think it's an art movement because I don't think anybody's necessarily going to take that kind of time to build that structure and it be a prank just because they want people to believe in aliens. They could, you know, dig holes faster probably and, you know, oh, crop circles, you know, that kind of thing. But, um yeah, I think it's an art movement. Now, did I tell you also that the thing was made of plywood? No, you did not. <laughs> so that makes even more sense. Yeah. It, I, so there is like a picture. Um, there's a picture of that. Okay, so the dude who saw the four dudes taking, taking it down and taking it away in Utah. Yes. Well, he had a friend who kind of shot from the hip. And got some blurry pictures of it. And you can see plywood and stuff sticking out of... Well, I mean, that would make sense, especially in the situation where you are an art movement and you're trying to get in and get out. You want to do it with the most easy pliable material that you possibly can. And plywood is so thin and so easy, you just... You know, and you're good. Yeah. And you can run away. And if you already spray-painted it silver and black or whatever the color scheme that they used, you can just put four up put something on the top, and then yeet, out you go. Yeah. And they're not, they'll never know you were there, you know? Um, but that's, yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it's not, I think it's a movement. Just to clarify, I said rectangle, not knowing that it was a triangle. Well, what's the triangle that has two ends? You're asking the person who failed any form of math in the <laughs> world, so. I don't know. I have no idea. It's, it's like a rectangle. It's a big rectangular box, but it's a triangular box. It's essentially a crystal shape. Yeah, kind of. It's like a, it's like a rectangle or a square built all the way upwards, you know, into like a tower, and then a triangle kind of pyramid-esque type thing on the top. Like a crystal, kind of. What do they call it? Ob obelisk? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's my opinion. Well, hey, you heard it here. It's fresh off the press, folks. Stephanie's opinion. Uh, it's different than mine. So, and that's okay. If you've heard this episode, uh, find the corresponding uh, Instagram post and maybe throw in the comments uh, who you agree with more. Or if you have your own opinion. 
uh, tell the person maybe that you don't agree with, go soak their head. Yeah, Nate, go soak your head. <laughs> you, can just, you can just go jump in the pond if you're going to be a silly goose. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, <sighs> I don't even know what to say to that. So. Honk. <laughs> Honk, exactly, yes. So, well, I guess I'm going to sign off. That was my deal. Unless you just want to throw one extra thing in from this week. I kind of talked about uh, this week and how it's been wild. Like the last couple of weeks with the new job and everything. Gearing up and... Um, just, uh, nope. Nope. It's been a bad week. Uh, <laughs> and anything that I would have to say would be negative, and I'm going to choose to just keep my mouth shut, so. Well, cool. You didn't hear it, but we just fist bumped, so. Uh, well, guys, try to have a good week. Um, and, uh, look out for obelisks in your, or, what? Not obelisks. What's the thing called? I don't know. Look look out for shiny, tall, 10-foot rectangle or triangular things in your front yard. Just keep an eye out. Or side yard if you don't have a front yard like, like us. So, uh, yeah. Well, peace. Bye. Bye.